I'll probably run off um, just quickly in about half an hour to grab another drink. Just saying. I might have to do the same. Fourteen nine. Wait, 14. why don't you just run oh, off right it'll now? Get, no, it'll get cold. Because I just cold. made it. Cold. And I've got enough left. It here. will get cold. It'll get cold. Uh, it'll get. It'll get hot. <laughs> it'll get warm. <laughs> another good show for you to watch Marty <laughs> but it's not it's not like 60 days in but it is kind of bad but it is kind of but it is kind of like oh this is kind of fun it's, you may have seen it on Netflix uh, Forged in Fire I have it's been advertised to yeah me. it's just people that make um, It's. I find it very interesting they just get like a piece of steel and they are given an assignment to make some kind of knife or sword or something and they you know they make it and that's it really but it's i don't know i find i find something fascinating about seeing hot steel being smacked i don't know why it just it captivates me it's the <laughs> creator in you maybe uh, i didn't I, like because my wife was like she does because you know she really enjoys the cooking stuff and i was like i really like to, to just see them smashing metal and she was like that must be a man thing Hmm. Yeah, but anyway. I am on a new show now. I mean, it's not new. Um, This weekend, the Hannibal trilogy Mm. was on TV when I was hanging out at my sister's. And then I went home and Hannibal, the TV show, is on Netflix. So I started that. And that, for a cable network TV show, very graphic. (laughs) Oh, man. Is it good? Because I had almost started watching it at one point, but I didn't didn't know if it would be any good or not. I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's it, it's definitely more sophisticated. You got to kind of pick up a little bit about what what's going on with. They don't tell you a little bit of how things are done um, with the show a little bit, but it's it's good. Cool. Because it, it follows Will Graham from the first book and his relationship with Hannibal, and. As he's processing the crime scene, there's like a yellow light that swings by and it swings back and swings. And then he like puts himself as if he's the murderer in the crime scene. And so like the graphic stuff is like people coming up to him as he's processing and he's the one doing the murder as trying to figure out what's going on. So um, it takes a little bit to get used to. And you're like, oh, okay. Marty, if you get really into it, there's a ton of slash fic online. If you need some uh, Will slash Hannibal, no, uh, this is about it to like to like tide you over. This is about as graphic as I ever want to get. <laughs> like, was like, it on like, like a network, like NBC or something? Yeah, it was on NBC. But oh, wow. in one in one of the episodes, they have the back of the person that they kill, oh. like scalped or skinned to the point and flung out that it's like they're angel wings and you can see the ribs of the back of the person of the cadaver well, like America and it's strung up okay with gore they're, like i thought it would be sexier yeah america's not um, okay with sex not yeah, not as first, much as gore there's the, the first episode is about um young girls going missing about high school age and then like being um, put up on stag antlers and like they don't show anything but it, they show like a naked body um kind of NBC thing. so progressive mm. um if i was to compare it to like watching the movie, movie seven and like that i'd be like a step down but but there's an element of cooking in in it too with hannibal cooking, cooking. <laughs> <laughs> let's get those wires crossed okay <laughs> cooking <laughs> and i i did learn that uh mads mickelson uh, michelson uh did all of his own cooking on the show so when they're doing that he's actually like cooking real idea things. for reality Not body parts reality t- tv show pitch. humans yeah cooking humans reality tv show pitch three people human parts no that's that's the pitch that's it so <laughs> do you need more than that come on it's just a regular. No, but if you need some stories about cannibals, I have those as well. So, like real life stories about cannibals. 
like not not personal oh, stories okay. but like, like you know you've read okay it's like the story i always bring up to random new people to decide if we're going to be friends or not interesting because you know i've never met a real person not that they would tell me it's never probably it's never come up that i know anyone who's a who has ever eaten human flesh i think you gotta go on the deep web for that like they're not just gonna tell you because it is illegal i think it is illegal yeah um yeah neil i would tell you if i had and i haven't yeah i would tell you i mean if i've done it once but i haven't i would be willing to leave my body for cannibal when i die of natural causes but what if you died of unnatural causes it's not like what is that? It's some kind of just, charitable donation. <laughs> just throw like it's my body and I'm dead. Just throw it in the trash. But why can't I leave your organs or leave it for scientific research? Oh well, I would rather I I'm leaving it to science if science still wants it by the time I die, hmm. and my organs aren't completely pickled or something. Right. I don't think I can leave it to a cannibal because that would require finding a cannibal. Yeah. And making him wait for me to die. So that's how we find one. That's how we find one. That's the bait. <laughs> Put an ad out. Yeah. <laughs> Body. 60 years from now, and I'm in my 90s and dead. Oh, sorry, Andy. Oh, grisly <laughs> lady me. They probably wouldn't want me then, actually. Andrew, would you leave your body to a cannibal? I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, not. Look, no, here's the deal. If a cannibal actually enjoyed eating people, they wouldn't want someone old. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So if I have an untimely car wreck or something, like tomorrow, find a candle for my body, guys. No, but like if you had a car wreck and you died from your injuries, you're probably all bloodshot. Yeah. Adrenaline. Yeah. Got to be a natural death, you know. Kinda... I'm sorry to sound like a cannibal be... here. I think we should think just start the podcast. <laughs> we I thought we had already. I thought we already uh, started it. I, I don't we remember going. anyone saying "Welcome back." This is, These plans are off. Well, I still think this we is. We didn't even get to necrophilia, but fine. This is prime content, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's that's all staying in. But for those of you that are here, five minutes later, we've been talking about cannibalism. Uh, but welcome back. Plans are optional. I'm Andrew, joined by Marty, Neil, Hannah, and that's it. <laughs> no guest. No guest. No surprises this week. But specifically, just to clarify your that original point you made for those that did join us a little late, <laughs> Hannah, <laughs> Hannah said she would happily let her cannibal eat her body when she dies, which was quite shocking to me. Which is, that's going to be your in the podcast. I'm just, just going to roll it all in here. But this is how we find is the cannibal. Just- Flesh. It's gonna be someone listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Is there if there's a cannibal listening to this podcast? The cannibal among us. <laughs> I like. That I you just said. feel like I feel like it's probably best fresh, so you have to be there when I die. But I don't want you to murder me. <laughs> okay, you're being picky now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, the cannibal shouldn't be that picky. I'm trying oh. to give him free meat. Are you in? Yeah, but I don't think the meal should be picky. Are you in or you are no you out? Hannah? Are you in or are you out? Come on. On what? You are giving your body to a cannibal. On cannibal, you're, 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 you're like I don't want him to kill so me. Dark. I mean, well, I don't want him to kill me. Like I don't want him to get murder in the mind. But like, <laughs> you can have my body when I'm dead. It's just a bunch of meat. <laughs> I'm gonna try to give it to science though, first, and then I actually really want to give my body to the body farm. What's that? Y'all know what that is? No, what's that? It's like um. <laughs> It's like forensic science, and they have this big farm out on the East Coast. They basically just put bodies out there and let them decay until they can get more of a scientific idea of what bodies look like at different time points after decay or after different weather conditions and how that affects time of death and whatnot. Hmm. I I have heard of that, and it's interesting because then they compare corpses that they find and go, okay, that's roughly at this point. I mean, we had to figure it out at some point. That's oh, yeah. Unlike the insects that come in at different times and whatnot. Like what's natural decomposition to compared to like just being inside. And uh, I'm sure there's all different scenarios. Yeah. But just to put a bow on this to any that the, the future cannibal that's listening. Um, no microwaves. <laughs> you may not put <laughs> you may not put Hannah in, or any part of Hannah in a microwave. 
well. You must cook well. I don't know. I feel like I she did say she put a. She did say she'd put a baby in a microwave, so I, I think turnabout is fair play. Here. I think that's just bad form. But who'd microwave meat? You have to cook it. Well, you oh. yeah, you get like you know chicken teriyaki bowls, or it's not exactly meat, but I'm not coming as a bowl. <laughs> you never know; they can prepare you in many different ways. You don't know what they're going to do. Still got to cook the meat first. You can rewarm me in a microwave. Again, I'm watching Hannibal, and he has a rolodex of recipes, so. I you don't never think know, human huh? meat is actually very good. But... Hannibal. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> good god! Oh, we've oh, officially reached our high water pun. We picked. Uh, we are done. Okay. We, good night. Good night, everybody. I'll be here next week. <laughs> good. Our you podcast the best part. Will, will never be better. We've reached the peak, the zenith. Oof. We I'm can glad retire. I was here for it. I just feel like we've flatlined this entire time. Oh, well. <laughs> Until that moment. What do you want to talk about, Andy? <laughs> no, I mean the beat. podcast, like episode one to this episode, what, 89? Oh, there's been no improvement. <laughs> no, no, just steady flatline. <laughs> At least it's not going down. There was a there was no, a one I mean, dip. There was that one episode, <laughs> <laughs> which was Marty's fault. Yes. No, and I was talking to one of my friends, and she's like, "Yeah, I kind of stopped listening to the podcast after that because I couldn't get through it." I was like, "Okay, bye." One of our only listeners. Oh wow! You mean we we lost permanent listeners? <laughs> they might come oh, back. That's unfortunate. There's no. been a few dips. The, the Star Wars episode was oh, it's another one. Ah. Yeah. That's the dip we're talking about, right? Yeah, Marty, that's the one. Yeah, absolutely. Not the one. You had nothing to do with the other one. Well, yeah. Of course I didn't. Okay, so how do we Instant bring in... Lamb. How do we bring in these new listeners that used to be listeners? Did, uh, did you ask your friend what would bring them back? Um... She said she normally listens when she's painting or doing something like that, and so it feels like she's talking with friends, but she hasn't done any art recently. So I gotta get her to do some art. Cooking. I wanna see she that art if she do. listens to this one, starting off with cannibalism. Oh, you want her to do art for the podcast? No, I, I, if she does it while listening to this one, I think you and should get we're make talking a... about someone eating your dead body, yes, I wanna see what comes out of that. I think she could do That's that. That's a good idea. It's I'd make it good prompt. look like me. All I right. think we could get a, a I'm new gonna tell logo. Her tomorrow. I'm going to tell her tomorrow when I uh, see her for game night and tell her to listen to tom- the episode for her game views. night. You'll you'll go to their game night, but you won't go to our game night? Ooh, sore subject. Uh, ooh. Game night. I was with friends. <laughs> I was outside with real human beings. <laughs> That past few weeks. You're not allowed to do that. You're in California. Ahaha. She can do what she wants. Look, here's the deal. Marty's just sore because no one wants to play Among Us. (laughs) And it was only it was only three households coming together outside. Yeah, but um, tomorrow you're not allowed. I think I already wasn't, but I also get a test every week that I'm COVID negative. FYI, future cannibal. Tell that to Gavin Newsom. <laughs> no diseases. <laughs> That's good to know. You know, we uh, let's get it all out there. I mean, with blood type, Hannah. Like, oh, I really, I'd like to do that before I die, though, because I really want to know what my blood type is. I don't know. Interestingly enough, I had a conversation about blood type this week because my son asked me. I, I don't know why he asked it. Um, he goes, Dad what type of blood do I have? Um, and I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, how can I find out? And I said, well, it's usually written on your birth certificate, which apparently is, is not it? true in America because I'm, no, in not. England it is. It's written on your birth certificate. Um, so, yeah, I, that made me think, how do you find out? I guess you have to go to the doctors. Huh? I think they tell you if you uh, give blood. If you give blood, right, of course, yeah. But I tried mm, to give blood no. once and they didn't want my blood. So I didn't figure out my blood type. Why too? I've given too blood before content? and they never told me. It's. Weird I think you gotta ask. I feel like it's a very important thing to know as you're getting wheeled into the emergency yeah. room. 
They didn't tell you, Andy. But I'm they, Odin! But you could have asked yelling. them, I, I assume. Yeah, but hold, hold on. I don't think someone's going to listen to the person on the cart coming into the room, like what their blood type is. <laughs> they probably fair. have better means of figuring out what's going on rather than someone That's who fair. might be, you know, I they don't do know, a overdosing very quick... or... <laughs> yeah, it's but... a very quick... You can do it. They used to do it in anatomy and physiology labs, but by the time I started teaching labs, they won't let students pick their own fingers anymore because you can have real blood in lab. So I never, I was going to do it with the lab kit and then we canceled it. I hate, I hate, I hate that. Well, Marty, you're safe. We can't have any blood in lab anymore. Needles, pricking finger. Uh, Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Did you get the flu shot, Marty? I haven't got it yet. Oh, okay. They also forced us to get the flu shot by the end of October if we wanted to come to campus. So they're really making us do a lot of things if we want to come to campus. I don't really want to come to campus, but I have to come to campus. Oppression, man. My rights. Oh, man. What about my rights? <sighs> Keeping me down. Well, um, Andrew is looking for a segue here to talk about these monuments. Am um, I? Are we gonna that, that? that was it. <laughs> um, that well, no, it? no, I kind of, I kind of have a segue here because my mine is actually pretty grisly. Yay! Um, so, the one that I picked, it's actually a park in the Bronx, New York. Wait, are we going to talk about why we're talking about monuments at all? Okay, you, t- tell us why we're talking about monuments. We tried I don't to know. segue that. <laughs> I think because I threw it out very randomly at the end of last podcast. I'm pretty sure you're the one that said it, Hannah. No, I'm 100% sure I said it. I don't remember why. Oh, because we were talking about the monolith. Yes, the monolith. And you're supposed to tell us why it was there. Oh, no, no. I didn't I didn't do the monolith. That's boring. No, you were going to read up and tell us on why the oh, monolith was there. I didn't say I was going to do that. Well, we all know we'll it's on the last week's episode. So <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, did she or did she not? I don't remember. Let us know. Listeners. Let us know. know. Did she say that or did she not say that? (laughs) Better yet, don't let us know. But this week we're talking about monoliths or obscure monuments or whatever we could find, I guess. Also, don't listen to Andy. We want listener interaction. So tell us. No, because every time I ask for it, we don't get it. Uh, Oh, so you're doing reverse psychology? Don't tell us. Yes. I will tell you that Big the brain. librarian has informed me that she is on a Twitter strike against us right now because we have not oh. picked a new book for the book oh, club. Oh, we forgot about the book club. So hmm. Does she we're know? not getting any uh, tweets for a little bit. As she's listening to this, we will not pick one until you tweet at us. <gasps> Balls in your court. That's uh, only because you control the Twitter account, Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Until you she control tweets the Twitter at us. Account. Yeah, but you're you're one fourth of this podcast. If you wanted to pick a book right now, you could. I just the saw Bible. that you you actually uh, blamed me for something for the podcast being up late. Did you say the Bible <laughs> tweet today? I didn't say the Bible. It's very long. <laughs> it could be good. We could just pick one piece, one chapter from the Bible. Because we want to skip a lot of the beginning part where it's just names. Yeah, right. Skip that bit. You know what? We're just uh, not going to do that. Book of, let's do the Book of Job. We're going to talk about this monument that oh, I have The Book of Job makes me really out. mad yeah. at God. <laughs> okay, Hannah. Okay. I had one Job. Uh, go ahead, Marty. Tell us All about right. the Bronx. So there's a park in the Bronx. Okay. And I'll tell you a little bit about this. Um, it's named uh, Collier Brothers Park. Okay. And Collier, like actually, as in my name, C O L L I E R. Uh, close, C O L L Y E R. Okay. Yep. Should we bleep out your last name, Neil? He just doxed himself. Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go on then. So, uh, one of the brothers uh, was born <laughs> in 1881, and then the other was born three years later. And this is about the time New York. Um, Bronx wasn't a predominantly African-American neighborhood. It was pretty affluent. Um, so they, they were pretty wealthy. They went to college. They had uh, good paying jobs. I think uh, they were a, sons of a doctor. And then um, one of them became like a concert pianist. And as they're going through this, 
um, and they buy this house and they're living in it and whatnot. Um, all of a sudden, then African Americans start moving in the neighborhood, and it becomes uh, what? What's the term? Gentrified? Is that the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. It might be the opposite. not gentrified. Because uh, when way. white people move in, okay. we gentrify things. Um, <laughs> anywho, so the neighborhood starts becoming more diverse, um, and they essentially um, board up the house and become hoarders. Like they stop going out. They start like coming out of the house very sporadically, rarely. The two um, brothers. The two brothers. And the mom and dad die or something and whatnot. And it's just the two brothers that are living in this house. As they get going, like to the point where one of the brothers doesn't even come off, come out of like the top floor. And the other one like goes out and scrounges um, for like materials or supplies or something. But the brother who lives in the top floor, he like booby traps the place. Like he sets traps and things and all this other like stuff. Like Home Alone. Yeah. I feel like this has less to do with the diversification of the neighborhood and more to do with the mental state of these two brothers. Um, so fast forward to March of 1947. Okay. That's a big fast forward. So they, the police get this tip that there's like a potential dead body or something that they um, think is in the house. They go up, they open the door and they can't like get anywhere in the house. It's so full of crap. Um, and so they get through there. Oh, what is it saying here? Um, on March 30th, they go in here. False rumors circulated. Um, no, they broke down the door. They were confronted by piles of junk so large that it took them two hours to find one of the brothers' corpses. Two hours. pretty fast in a hoarder's house. Um, he was dressed in an old bathrobe, filthy gray hair, um, and the hair was um, reaching down to his shoulders. So, like, I'm assuming on his back. Um, they thought that the brother, the other brother, had fled to Atlantic City on a bus. Why would he leave the house? They because they couldn't find him. They didn't. They had no oh, idea where he was. Okay. So, so um, why they think Atlantic City? Yeah. I it doesn't say. But <laughs> holes in the story, Mari. On April 8th, nearly three weeks later, after they first heard about the dead body potentially being in the house, um, they found the brother's decomposing body just 10 feet away from where the brother was first found. Okay, was he just goo? Um, He had actually uh, been paralyzed by one of his own traps. Oh, my God. (laughs) Became paralyzed, and they both starve. They, they starved to death. Oh, was he the one that would go outside once in a yeah. while? <laughs> and so... Oh, my God. Um, he had been crawling through a tunnel of newspapers where he activated one of the, his own booby traps, which crushed him, paralyzed his brother, and his paralyzed brother starved to death several days later. In total, 130 tons of junk was removed from the house. Um, I won't get into what exactly was all there. Um but they had like 14 pianos and selection of pickled human organs and jars. And oh, cool. Um, There's definitely so a theme to this in, podcast. I like it. They were, they were buried in Brooklyn. Um, and so the, they tore down the house that nobody wanted. And so it's a vacant lot anymore. in Brooklyn. It's very tiny and it's a little park. <laughs> Oh, and it's cute. Like, like on trees. Parks and Rec, where they make the tiniest park. Yeah, and so you look at you look at the um, you look at the picture that they have. Um, it's maybe I would say twenty feet wide, and about I want to say eighty feet deep. If that's kind of my measurements, right? Or maybe I mean, or maybe uh, ten yards wide and so many. But I mean, it's a very tiny park. Wait, so now you're asking us to make conversions in our head? So, like, in the Bronx. That's it. And so that's my weird monument, is that the park is a monument to these brothers that were hoarders that died because one tripped off his own booby trap and it caused him to be crushed and his paralyzed brother, who couldn't go out and whatnot, they ended up 
dying in the house. I'm going to say these two geniuses probably don't need a monument, but they do need I a like movie. The idea. They do need a movie. Oh, I do like the idea of weird, just a tiny little park in the middle of the Bronx. That's very cute. The- why, are, why are they called booby traps? That's oh, a great dear. question. Well, is it because you get bam? <laughs> no, that would that would be bamboozled, not bamboozled. Bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, in the late 17th century, hungry sailors would set a trap for a seabird known as a booby. Oh, it's for the, the bird. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, because the, the booby is a bird, right? It's highly mm-hmm. probable that the seabird gets its name from being so stupid. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> to fall for the booby trap very easily. That was a quick look up. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I bring this to the podcast. All right. So let me do mine because I didn't put anywhere near as much effort into this as Marty. Yeah, I think we started at the wrong end of the spectrum here. <laughs> oh, I think mine's going to be good. Okay, yeah, I think I like mine it. will be the worst. Thank you, Marty. I got, I got two more. <laughs> Oh the- no, Marty! Just All right. you get one. Get one. Calm down, yeah. <laughs> Marty. I also did two because I'm that asshole. I actually have <laughs> two. I have one. two, but they're short, so I'll do one and I'll okay. do the other one if you want. So the only one I picked, and the re- there's a reason I picked this, and it's because when you know when you go and you go around the world, if if you do, or you go to a museum on a school trip or whatever the hell it is, and you go to monuments, and you get there and you're like, Marty doesn't go around the world. This- remember, Marty's worldly. Remember, around yeah, the state. Yeah, but he doesn't go. That's true. I'm the most worldly non-world traveler that ever was. Well, anyway, if you do do it, you'll realize that when you get there, nine out of ten times, you're just like, "Mm, okay, are we leaving now? Let's go to the... (laughs) Where's the ice cream shop? Yeah, where's the ice cream? Where's the bar? Um, (laughs) Where's the bar? (laughs) So I picked Silbury Hill, which is a... Uh, it's actually in, um, I think it's in the UK. It's called Silbury Hill, and it is just a 131-foot hill, 40 meters high, that was constructed, and it is Europe's largest prehistoric mound. And that is it. That's it is just mound. a stupid mound of grass. Um, and it, 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 it embodies... You know, that boredom of going somewhere. So at least with Silbury Hill, you know what you're going to get. You're just going to see a tiny little hill and you you shouldn't be disappointed. Um, Apparently it was built uh, two and a half thousand or so BC. So it's pretty old. And it was built in 15 phases. And uh, archaeologists... Wait, this... This it was, it's a man-made mound, prehistoric mound, built by, um, doesn't say what particular... Um, so is there just like 15 layers that they can carbon date? Yeah, or that they can, yeah, figure out by looking at it and so, you know, yes, by some scientific method. Um, but th- they think Something. that the builders built it not with any consideration for the final shape of the monument, but just the <laughs> ritual of the construction itself. As if that was more significant. Um, so my, that's it. It's a hill, a small hill. Okay, I'm gonna say for um, American listeners, it's not Silbury Hill like the metal. It's Silbury. Silbury, hill with a yeah, beef. Silbury Hill. Salisbury also, Hill. It has four point five out of five stars, Neil. Because if you're gonna go look at a hill. <laughs> How could you possibly rate one hill from another? Every hill is going to get four stars from me. I don't, I'm so. You got the. It is a hill. Yeah. They're not wrong. And this is. I mean, can you slide down it? Uh, yeah, you could. Totally could. It's pretty steep. It's, yeah. it's a mound. It's like, There's where you get that half a star from. The sledding potential. The sledding potential is there. There's a little oh, bit of a. Sure. It doesn't. It has a little bit of a top to it, so that you could totally relax on top. Not too many people, but a few could. It's not like a, it's not a pyramid, right? You can't just like one dude sitting at the top. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and you push the other ones yeah. off. <laughs> so that's <laughs> it. Um, and I just think that that would actually be as exciting as most other monuments that you, you come across. Although, actually, that just made me think of something. This wasn't part of the plan. The best monument I ever saw 
or you want to call it a monument, is was in I think it's in Berlin, and it is a underground um, construction made of human skulls. Like oh, I love thousands those. and thousands of human skull. It was just the bizarrest thing. Um, super cool. Like that was actually really cool. Those are so cool. There's a couple of them throughout Europe. Yeah. Um, there's some in France too. Like the catacombs in France are supposed to have a ton of um, yeah. The, there's a church. Um, I don't know what it's... long way round. Long way round. That's why. Right. Is that where it was? Long way round. Yeah, that's why yeah. it was. It's in long way round. There's a church in. Uh, I guess it must have been. Some, was it probably in? Um, Mongolia it's in the or Eastern Bloc. No, it's in the Eastern Bloc of Europe. Eastern Bloc. Okay, yeah. That was a cool place. Anyway, that, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, this is my one thing when I went um, to Europe with friends. They normally pick where we're going to eat, and I pick what we're going to do. And we normally always find some bones. I didn't get to go to an ossuary because I didn't plan ahead in time. But I did go see one of those bejeweled saints in, like, an old church in Munich. Hmm. And she was Saint Munitia, who is the patron saint of spinsters. And I feel like I made a big mistake going and seeing her. Oh, she cursed you? <laughs> she cursed me for jerseys. <laughs> for jerseys? <laughs> for jerseys. <laughs> Such a sweet way yes. of saying something so grave. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Yeah, I love those. They're super cool. Obviously, I love those. What a surprise. Uh. Wow. I guess I'll go. Okay. Since, I mean, you have probably a better one or more preparation than me. But when when we first talked about monuments, obscure monuments or weird monuments last week, this instantly jumped into my head because I had just listened to a podcast about it, I don't know, three, four months earlier. But um, have you guys ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? God damn it, Annie. This is why we were supposed to tell which ones we were going to do. Oh, oh okay. Damn. So you picked one of the ones I did. Or the yeah, only I one the, I did. I picked the Georgia Guidestones. Okay, well, we get we can attack this together, all right? So do you <laughs> oh, have like... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you, you, no, no, no. You're going to pass the buck. You got to fill it in and then or okay. tell the story. Hannah will fill in the gaps. Oh, my God. Fair enough. Georgia okay, Guidestones. It's America's Stonehenge. Basically, uh, not really, because it's a little weirder. Basically, there's a few of them. <laughs> so the Georgia Guidestones, they're in Elbert County, Georgia, which is a little bit east of Atlanta. So back in 1979, this mysterious guy named R.C. Christian reached out to this granite company, uh, Alberta or Elbert County, something, something along those lines. And he wanted them to build this monument. They gave him a ridiculous quote for it. And. He was like, yep, because they fine. thought he was fucking crazy because he came to the owner and was like, hey, I need to build this. I'm here because it was a pseudonym, R.C. Christian. And he's yeah. like, I'm here representing a small group of loyal Americans and we want to build this great monument. And the guy's like, you're fucking crazy. I'm going to do this for like four times what you want me to do it. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. What? No, continue. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I filled in. You. Oh, God. Um. No, we got to let Andrew, Andrew has, to, he yeah, needs to. Yeah, messed up the flow. Come on. I, I'm, I'm waiting. You were on a roll. I think you should go, Hannah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, anyway. No, don't let him, don't let it, don't let him do this. Don't Marty, let him off the let, hot seat. Marty, we let you get away without taking responsibility. So don't even. For anything, ever. Ever. <laughs> Neil, go get your beer. <laughs> He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> All right, Andy, continue. They're gonna no, build Anna, these where, where were we? Fine, I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it. I don't know what it is. Okay, Neil, go for it. <laughs> so, what do you think it is, So Neil? they built this this guy. They said, What do you think it he is? He said, we'll do it. Like, And the guy's like, okay, big, lots of money. And the guy's like, don't worry, that's fine. So they built it. And they were it was big. <laughs> they were massive... Penises, penis, <laughs> penis-shaped monuments is what they were. Uh, uh, just like Stonehenge. Just like Stonehenge. Oh, hard. <laughs> Couple of hard stones. I want to say you might be disappointed. There are no penises in this, um, per se. 
Although it does have some information about reproduction. Um, I think you should hold off on that one till the end. Okay. Well, why, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. All right. God damn it, Anna. So here's the deal. He came to them in 1979. He fronted all this money for it. Say he was representing a small, loyal group of Americans, like Hannah had said. And they go ahead and they build this monument. They have a public unveiling in 1980. Around 100 to 400 people were there. And it caused instant controversy, especially being out in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. What caused controversy? It does seem like... What? Nothing. Continue. Continue. You have something to say. We are going at this I'll together. This I'll is a team effort. I'll say it at the end. I'm tagging you in. I'm supposed to say it at the end. Guys, the suspense is oh. killing us here. I'm waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the, the, the monument itself, it's five slabs. One in the center surrounded by four. There's one on top as well. So I guess, you know, you say six. But um, it's, well, it's lined there's up. There's four tall slabs and then one on top. But there's one in the middle as well. Oh, yeah, that little tiny boy. Yeah, little tiny boy tiny in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me do one tangent. I was just talking to my mom on the phone before this, and she was talking about the Mississippi River, and I called it a long boy, and she didn't know what I was talking about. It is a long boy, though. It's a very long okay. river. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so the, the way it's set up is it, it has significance in um astronomical things as well as i guess they say astrological in some of the things i read but mostly it's the winter solstice has uh that can be related to astrology as well has new oh that's not a real thing hannah we just do it a lot on this podcast andrew (laughs) (laughs) um it has a hole running through one of them that you can see something but i don't know what it was i can't remember the north star the North Star is a Polaris. That's it. Starts with a P. Kind of like a penis. Ah. Uh, but then, but then the, <laughs> the stones themselves had eight different languages on them. The eight most popular languages in the world. So because me and Hannah know, we can ask Marty and Neil, what were the most popular languages in the world in 1979, 1980? English. English. English is definitely one. Chinese. Chinese. Yes. Traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hindu. Uh, Hindi, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Hindi, yeah. Um, Australian. Spanish. <laughs> Get out I don't of here. know what, what Martin said because what Neil said was loudly wrong. Oh, it was so I'm good. I'm going to say Spanish. I had to say it. Definitely Spanish, Spanish yeah. yeah. Uh, um, French, probably. No, no, really. I would say Japanese. These, these might no. not actually be the top eight, but think of uh, languages that you would write a bunch of commandments in. Hebrew. Well, I mean Hebrew and Hebrew. Um, um, Islamic. Arabic. Arabic. Like that, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> How many is that? We got six or seven. That's six. Think of the big cold country. A Russian. Siberian. <laughs> no, it's definitely Russian. <laughs> and then think of one language for the entire continent of Africa. Swahili. Swahili. It is Swahili. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only language. There we go. Yeah. That's the only language they speak in Africa. So on every side of the four vertical slabs, aside from the little boy or what, small boy? What'd you call it? Tiny boy. Tiny boy. Tiny boy. boy. So on the sides of these slabs were all these languages that were written in, as Hannah had said earlier, commandments. And you go through them. Some of them are, you know, whatever, sure, fine. But there's one that kind of stuck out and caused that controversy. So, Hannah, how about we start from the bottom, work our way up? I'll hit the first one. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave r- leave room for nature. Like, they said it twice. They said it twice. They really want you to leave room. They for want nature. you to leave room for nature. <laughs> you guys got it? That's fair. Got it. Hashtag uh, foreshadowing. 
Uh, number nine is prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Okay. Number okay. seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Trump 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. They obviously have not read the Bible. (laughs) Babble, (laughs) babble. Alright, it starts getting weird here. It's gonna here. get bad. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Hashtag eugenics. Oh, yeah. Um, and number one, maintain humanity under oh dear, five hundred million million in perpetual balance with nature. There we go. Which I think one and two are very closely linked, to be honest. 500 million? And in ni- 500 million. And in 1979, yeah. what, the world was, what, four or five billion, I'm <laughs> oh. guessing? Four and a half billion, about. Yeah. Yeah. So they were calling for a lot of dead people. <laughs> so there's, well, there's been a lot 40 of... years. <laughs> we're kind of getting there. <laughs> exactly. But there's been a lot of, you know, dispute on what it actually means. So um, I guess we'll start off with this R.C. Christian fellow. Uh, I'm sure... What was that, Hannah? I thought it was AC. I just AC was excited something. that we're going to talk about the Rosicrucians. Aha. So, R.C. Christian, the pseudonym used by the uh, anonymous guy, uh, he, uh, a lot of people looked at that name and they went to the Rosicrucians based on, oh, what's, his, what's, the, what's the guy's name? Christian Roizenkrutz, right? Yes. So I would ba- say a lot of people. Like, probably like two people, because not that many people know about this, but... So back in the 1500s, this this figure, Christian Rosenkreutz, whether he was real or not, people don't know, he started this order, this fraternity of the Rosicrucians, and, you know, just like any other secret society, not a lot is known. Yeah, I mean, I would just, they probably would hate this comparison, but I'd compare them to the Freemasons, but yeah. maybe not as powerful. Uh, his, the yeah, you don't run the world. You don't speak about oh those Freemasons. Illuminati. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so a lot, of, a lot of people have tied it to them, and whether they're necessarily good or not, there's debate there. Like, so the, the guy that assassinated uh, Robert Kennedy, he applied just like through the mail. For, I don't uh, know how he found the address. Like, <laughs> I, he he applied through the mail to be a Rosencrucian. Uh, so if that's all that we hard. know about them, I mean, it's one of those esoteric secret societies. So of course we don't know that much about them, but they come <laughs> up uh, they come up from time to time when you start reading into conspiracy theory. The, which there's I also do. yeah, there's also <laughs> people say that you know this is one way to kind of rebuild humanity. If something were to happen, not that would be the cause of the builders. Well, that's what they were saying, too, is because it was built early 1980s. It was probably designed and thought of during the 70s, during the Cold War. And so yeah. they were building this thinking that there might be a big nuclear annihilation of most of the Earth. And this is how you would repopulate it. And I mean, who'd hit East Georgia with a nuclear bomb? It'd be (laughs) safe for sure. Yeah, that would be there. You just have to know to go to bump up Georgia and like find the rules. It's written in the prophecies that when this happens, that's where we all must travel to find this find this monument. This is where this is where the Walking Dead takes place. It takes place in Georgia, so like. That's what I was referring to. If there's still for. humans there, then yes, it may all makes sense. But there's also uh, inscription at the, I don't remember if it was on a slab or at the base of this thing, but it said, you know, this won't be open until blank. It was never completed. So you don't know if there's something actually in there, but it alludes to the fact that there's something to be opened by a certain date that's not specified. 
and no like one... a time capsule or something you might need to survive the apocalypse and no one's ever done any <laughs> like to the place you already found no one's ever done any like work to figure out what might be inside of it no uh, um, no uh, they have um, to have some x-ray equipment yeah someone must have like well i don't done some kind of analysis money though i don't know if anyone has cared quite enough about the georgia guidestones to like go out to the middle of nowhere georgia to figure out what it is. Well, well, hopefully soon I'll have a motorcycle. Andrew, you want to get a shovel? <gasps> I'll get a pickaxe and let's head I'll out there. Yeah, yeah, hold on, yeah. let, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. How 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 fortified is this? Because as much as it's... scientists may not have cared enough, human beings, someone would go and smack it down to find out. The, the, so there's there's been some vandalism here within the past fi- 10, 15 years, but so the the plot was bought from a farmer, uh, Wayne Molinex, and then his family was given perpetual grazing rights on the land. But then after a while, R.C. Christian had actually given that land over to the county. So the county owns the ground and they maintained the the monument, I guess. And they do have their own cameras up there for security. Uh, okay, so it's... I don't know how much the county really wanted this, but they have it. Hey. <laughs> I got a shovel. Andrew, get the pickaxe. Anna, you get the x-ray machine. Neil? All right, Marty. You get you the metal detector. Hold on. I have Why a metal detector in my garage. If we have a pickaxe and a shovel, one way or the other. I'm useless. We're, we're fine. <laughs> Well, you um, should be careful because another conspiracy theory is that it has a deep satanic origin. So you want to go messing with those forces. Hannah, you always wanted to be eaten by a cannibal. That's true. And this was the <laughs> 1980s, which was the satanic panic. So everyone thought everything was satanic. But... That's also prime zombie like culture, too. Mm. The George R. Romero movies. Oh. So. Like, it's perfect time. So it gives me an idea for a book that we could read. We should read Oh, Talking of Secret Societies and all this stuff. Um, Foucault's Pendulum is a is a fun book. Has You said fun weird. It has uh, your Rosicrucians in it, or however you pronounce that word. Um, and your Freemasons and, and all of the above. It's great. But you've okay. already read it? A long time ago, so I, I if I reread it, I'm sure that I would have not remembered any of it. But you remember the uh, title of what yeah, it was about. Uh, sure, but we can't rule it out. <laughs> I read the Hot Zone back in high school. Yeah, so so did I. You you oh, actually suggested it. Yeah. I don't remember doing that. I mean, I'm it, still saying it's that. a legitimate. That's um, how you got on the podcast. Was the Hot Zone? I know <laughs> that, that that was your way in. That was your foot in the door. <laughs> Suckers! <laughs> the sacrifice you made. You read the hot zone. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Anyways, that was that was me and Hania, Hannah. Hannah. I like it. Hannibals. I must admit, I'm most intrigued by your, your that choice because it still holds a mystery to it, which is fantastic. They still don't know what the point yeah. is. And I it mean, can also be. A Luciferian secret society, part of the New World Order, to take over the world with a group of elites. Because the other thing people don't like about it is that it's very, um, it wants uh, to be very, I don't know what the word is for it. It's very globalist. So it wants to like dissolve countries, basically. We all work together and people hate that because they love their country or whatever. Right. Well, uh, hey, you say that, but the earlier, living, the earlier mandates living were. Living language that, that unites. <laughs> so, I, mean, I didn't hear. I'm sorry, what? I didn't hear what you said. I was saying uh, (laughs) a living language that unites humanity went poorly before. Oh, so we're told. That's true. It could have been a That's a bunch of nonsense. Um, But the earlier, the earlier directive said that nations should manage themselves and only come to world courts to deal with external concerns. So that's not so much of a one, one rule for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil, you did say you are the most interested in, in this particular one out of the three. It's not like we put up much of a competition where I submitted a park 
and you submitted a hill. <laughs> yeah, this is true. In fact, our two could, our two would normally be seen together, right? Like, uh, a park. A park with a mound in it is definitely a thing that exists. Yeah. Like, not just a park. I like the story not of just mine. a park. Let's be honest. A garden and a tiny hill made by men. Humans. <laughs> I could do that in my backyard. Yeah. My hill would fit in your park and but fill it up. I don't know that it would. We and we could bury the Collier brothers in the mound. Right? Oh, they were, they were right. called well, the Collier brothers, those two guys? I thought you yeah. said it was the Collier. Okay, wow. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Mental it- instability in, in that name. But um, <laughs> they were they were a lawyer and a um, a concert pianist were the brothers. I thought they were. They were but it doesn't they, sound like they actually did anything. No, that was the, that was their job. They were uh, one was a Columbia graduated uh, lawyer and the other was a concert pianist. They I guess they're sons. hoarders. They weren't necessarily agoraphobic. But it right. sounded like one of them never left the house. The other one just crept outside to steal scraps. It actually sounds like they were racist and afraid of their neighbors of what was happening, and so then they didn't go out that's what it sounds like to me they boarded up their windows and now hoarding is definitely a sign of some sort of mental instability and if they were a doctor and a lawyer they could have yeah that's they could have gone somewhere else (laughs) and then if they were extremely racist we just made a monument park to them in the bronx which seems (laughs) to seem a little messed up i think the park is is just named after him I don't know if it's a monument. I just think nobody else wants you, to build on that space. And they just turned it into yeah. a park after all these years. I think oh. that's what ended is up ho- happening. Is hoarding always a sign of mental instability or can it just be an indicator? I mean, an indicator, I think um, there's levels of hoarding. Because I know they're dying off now, but there's a lot of people, like a lot of people's grandparents lived through the depression. And so they have a lot of like, food and stuff, which I feel like is a different type of thing than it's a mindset, but not necessarily uh, every newspaper yeah. you've ever seen or whatever. And getting 14, like not being able to walk through your house. Like that's different. These guys tunneled through newspaper. Not very well. <laughs> well, there was a booby trap in there. People <laughs> paralyzed. Um, I, in, in the research, though, for this episode, though, I did discover um, the world's largest ball of twine. Uh, long Where time ago, it? I joked that on our motorcycle ride that Andrew and I should stop at the world's largest ball of twine. You know, we just Is stop it? wherever we decide. I'm pro this. Um, Minnesota? It's actually or? in Cocker City, Kansas. C-A-W-K-E-R. That might have to be a different trip. Um, and then I discovered that there is the world's tallest filing cabinet at 38 drawers high. We could beat that, guys. We could beat that. We could weld them all together, yeah. Yeah. We could do it. I don't know how to weld. Um, and then I found that the monument to Jim Thorpe. Do you guys know who Jim Thorpe is? Yeah. No. He is considered to be the, the greatest athlete ever born um he's what bo- did he do well he's born in oklahoma he like picked up any sport just naturally he um won olympic medals in like the um decathlon and um something else he got essentially in the ni- early 1900s at one of the olympics he like got so many medals um and he was doing all these other sports he was all american football baseball and everything he got his medals uh, taken away in disgrace because he played minor league baseball. So violated his amateur status um, like a year or two before the Olympics. So like they discounted his his medals because apparently he's a professional athlete for playing minor league baseball. But don't they let NBA players and what? <laughs> but okay. his his monument is uh, in a town and a place where he never actually visited while he was alive. So the, the city paid for the rights for his wife to bury Jim Thorpe in this town, I believe in Pennsylvania, where he never visited. The town renamed itself Jim Thorpe and they put a <laughs> monument up to him. The town is called Jim it's Thorpe. It's called Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania 
named after Jim Thorpe, and he was never actually there. Yeah, Pennsylvania town, desperate to great tourism. They, so they, um, and there's a court case to like move his body back um, to, because he's an Indian, uh, Native American. Oh. So there was legislation to like um, rebury the bodies on their native land. And it was legalese. And eventually, not too long ago, they decided that they didn't have to move him back. Um, and the Supreme Court didn't take up the case. So that's just kind of where it's, at, where it's at. But yeah, he's still buried in Pennsylvania, in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. It does look like a cute little town in cold country, Pennsylvania, but I don't think I would go there just for Jim Thorpe's gravestone. Because <laughs> I doubt I can see his body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, well. <laughs> Hannah, we... what, Hannah, you, you had a second up. one. You cracked me up. Oh, I, uh... uh. I didn't go super deep into this. I was just thinking about the mystery spot at Santa Cruz because I've been there before, but it's supposed—it's just dimensions and whatnot. It did make me extremely sick, but I—I I have really bad inner ears, so I get dizzy very easily. Explain so you've been it there for the rest of us. Okay, let's see here. So you're saying you've been there? Hold on, well, yeah. hold on. I just want to say something. I go this for is it. a tangent, sort of. <laughs> we wa- okay. I watched The Addams Family with my kids um, in the last month, the original and the second movie, which are fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was put on to a YouTube channel called, uh, which is basically, I think it got eventually removed for copyright, but it's still on, it's still up. But it's a Wednesday Addams um, as an adult. And, oh, that and awesome. that's you, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I want to say. I, I am uh, so fine with okay. that. To be honest, that's all I wanted to say. Total um, tangent, but there you go. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. It's, it's not that was a nice compliment. Okay. Okay. I'm taking okay. it as a compliment. <laughs> um, I'm becoming who I want to be. Um, the mystery spot is it place in like the hills around santa cruz they built this house on it it's on a hill and so it looks like um when you're inside of it like it looks like the laws of gravity have changed because you can see stuff like roll uphill and you look like you're leaning a lot more than you should be able to lean as a normal person and whatnot um so that's what the mystery spot is I didn't go super deep into it because I went into the Georgia Guidestones, but like apparently it's a gravity hill, which is a thing. And it's just a visual illusion. It's nothing that exciting. I was really hoping it was like gravity stopped working or something. Uh, But it's not that exactly. It's cool enough to go to. It's very close to Santa Cruz and the hills around Santa Cruz are very pretty. But if you have a if you can't ride a roller coaster, I would not suggest it because it made me really dizzy. So there is something happening, but it's the, my brain cannot comprehend what's okay. happening and it hurts. Because right. I, I have been to Santa Cruz a couple times, but I've never actually been up there. I, I, I heard about it once. Um, I think I probably saw it on some, you know, chintzy TV documentary. Um, probably. But we're going to be going through there. Yeah, I think we need to, I think we need to stop now. Should. And it's, I'll say like the, like the hills around like, the coastal hills are super nice. You got the redwoods and whatnot. Like you should just go up there anyway. Oh, and apparently it has like a man-made dahlia garden. So if you go at the right time, you'll see a bunch of dahlias. If Is that, that a flower? You, that's a flower. <laughs> <laughs> Let me further. That's a flower. Oh, okay. It is a California historical landmark. Um, and the guy who this is only interesting to me. The guy who started it and called it the mystery spot was from fresno california where i am from my parents are from there i I think we talked about this yeah so how about you just calm down on trying to claim every spot in california hannah (laughs) i wanted anymore i'm not from there anymore everything's gone but like the guy who opened it also felt like me when he was walking through the forest he got very dizzy in that area and then turned it into the mystery spot. And apparently there's a very similar thing in Oregon called the Oregon Vortex. Huh. Apparently we're hitting both. 
Yeah. It's, po- it's a possibility. Yep. So. We learned a lot tonight. Monuments. We did. Is that what this podcast Weird. is about? Education? And Hannibal. Oh. Ah, yeah, yes. And cannibals. Hannibal. <laughs> that was my only contribution today. It was so good, though. <laughs> no, no. Don't sell yourself short. You gave us that hill. Well, okay. Thank but- but you found very quickly. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't quickly. You know it was because you oh. saw it quickly, didn't you? And you were like, nope, I'm not going to pick that. <laughs> but I justified my decision. No, it's fine. Huh. Uh, should we so sometimes we have plans and we stick to them and maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, know, I, I think this was well. bad. I say, no, no. I think that the whole Georgia Stones thing is actually quite fascinating. And I, I hope our listeners, whoever they are, do as well. Because um, there's something to it. And I do think that I am up for it. Let's, I am ready. I will go. We go. Let's break that bad boy open and find out what's going on inside. It could be, it could be, the, it could be the break we need for this podcast. That's true. <laughs> oh, I, re- I realized why I'm bringing the x-ray machine because I don't want to do the manual labor. I'll bring the metal detector. I'll take the metal detector, like Marty said, because I don't see how that's relevant. Which means I'll just walk around the edge detecting metal (laughs) while you guys do something. (laughs) All right, Andy and Marty, you guys dig. Well, no, we just me and Marty are going to jail. You guys are going to be questioned. I'm going to get deported. Three dollars. Come on. I'm not putting my fingerprints on that. They'll be on the tools, not the. I'll bring gloves. Huh. I don't know if we can actually follow through with this. I'll go Probably visit not. it. Yeah. I'll commit I... to that. Okay. I think that's fine. Because I don't actually want to get an x-ray machine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make any money. Out of all of this, that's that's what's stopping Hannah. She doesn't want to get an x-ray machine. Guys, we're approaching this the wrong way. We're approaching this completely the wrong way. You don't need to get... You don't need to spend your own money. We just need to get a get a sponsor to do it and like a company a science i don't know some 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 unit college or scientific uh, archaeological company i can't believe that no one has done it it does it just seems a little little crazy to me that not a single institute of any kind has gone or even an individual has said let's go and try to at least figure out what might be in it unless there might be i'll add I was going to say, it's entirely possible that after the ground was given to the county, they probably had people go out there and maybe they just found no reasonable, um, there's no reason to actually investigate further. Like, you know, they probably used some sort of technique, sonar technique. But what, how, And I do think they... there were two people in the world that did know about it because... This is more from the podcast, which should we rep it since we, uh, but like RC Christian and the guy that owned like the stone masonry company became friends. And so towards the end of like his life, they, I think RC Christian actually sent him a letter with like information about what's in there, but told him to keep it a secret. Oh, and right. he did. See, and he I- died with the secret and we don't know who RC Christian is. So we're still fucked, but like. Hold on, so did he I die with the re- secret? Like, literally, he was buried with it? Because that's another uh, way we could figure this shit out, right? No, I don't think no. so. He probably, I don't know what he did with the letter. Probably burnt it. He never told anybody. Yeah, which, but hey. But he did tell people that, hey, I know what it is, I guess. But yeah, I know <laughs> what's in there. I know when it's supposed <laughs> to be open. I just There's some integrity it. there. Um, that is some real integrity. Yeah. I, I don't remember the podcast that I first listened to. So if you do know it, I would say absolutely shout out. And um, our 12 listeners might have one person listen to them. Okay, so I heard it on Supernatural with uh, Ashley Flowers, who also does Crime Junkie, which is also very good. That sounds familiar. It might have been that one. Real integrity. And it, was a, to like- it was a few months ago because I'm super behind on podcasts, so I just listened to like June's like last week. So... It was super new for me because I just heard about it. Oh. 
Nice. That's kind of why I thought about weird monuments. But whatever. That's good. Wow. <laughs> Look at that mind meld. All right. What 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 else do we have to throw into this week before we wrap this up? Um, where are you guys at on our motorcycle documentaries? Are we finished? Can we talk about those next week? No. No, I haven't watched any more. All I've watched is the first first season. Maybe I've... should we do books next week? Yeah, we can do books. But hold on, Marty. I'm less about these documentaries. I'm more about let's go and do this trip. That's where I'm at. I'm. I told you, we're getting close. We're getting close to getting word. If this is a go, like for me, like it's we're getting it's real goddamn close on go, it. Marty. Are we're we depending on the government to tell us this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and after they listen to this podcast, they might say no. <laughs> but um, hi, NSA. Um. But no, you guys need to watch those because we need to talk about those because we've talked about those a while ago. It's been a, it's been what almost a month since uh, we we. Yeah, we it's probably it been out. almost two. It's probably we need been content. Two. Oh my god! Just throw it all in there. <laughs> okay, Marty really wants to talk about it. Apparently, what if you guys watch it and I don't, and I just chime in randomly like I did the first time? I think that'd be fair. Hannah with a okay. beer. Because I don't watch that much TV, and like I mean, telling me to watch something makes me not want to do I, it. I don't know that the 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 second season was that interesting, honestly. Um, in terms of worthy of like discussing, Marty doesn't appreciate that comment. I can tell that, but you're just I mean, so excited to like sell this documentary, there, Neil. No, no, I'm not trying to be a downer on it. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's very similar to the first one, and, and, and it's... Yeah, I mean, how different can yeah. it be? Um, a whole different continent? Yeah, but it's still the Fair same point. two dudes. One has bears, uh, one has lions. Okay, bear or lion, which would you rather fight? <laughs> we'll answer that next week a, bear. on I'm next week's down. podcast. Bear. You can find us at Lands Are Optional on Facebook. Definitely Optional plans on Twitter. <laughs> Keep going, Marty. You're doing it. I think that it, that, that's, that's it. it. Oh, you did it. <laughs> okay. I was trying to segue us out, get us a plan, and get us going. And we're like, no. I'm like, nah. just like, no. The second season sucks. Crap. Let, let me tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>